Happy holidays to you listeners out there. Just a quick message before the episode begins. This is the 10th episode and the end of my first season of podcasting. How about that, folks? I made it. We will be back the first Monday of February, giving you all plenty of time to tell others about the podcast, catch up if you haven't listened to all the episodes, and tell your friends and family all about it. Get them psyched. We got lots of good stuff coming up next year, so subscribe and listen in then. Uh, thanks again and enjoy. Boo boo ba doo 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 What was the what was the show that you auditioned for? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> what did you read? Oh God, it was four sides with um, they're just blobs. They're cartoon blobs, and they speak. And I mm-hmm. couldn't get much more than that. There was one that was a warrior. One that was like a dog. No, 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 no. It was a little girl, and she had a little dot or a ball that also spoke i'm not familiar so i feel like no. you have you seen this show hell no okay no. so it, it's not even something that you think has been made it was a pilot it was definitely a pilot don't know if it got anywhere from okay that. all right well uh welcome everybody to ben does what he wants a podcast uh and this is late to the party edition and this evening we have uh, my friend dan and is it wenzel uh, yeah, Wenzel, some Wenzel? people's, uh, Wenzel, to make me sound cooler, but no, like Wenzel. Wenzel, Wenzel, like someone mispronounced Wenzel Washington. Yes, yes, people <laughs> uh, like to do that. Um, well, Dan Wenzel. Wenzel, yes. Wenzel and Schlofeld. Yes, yes, it's all good. Uh, so today, we're, oh, Dan, introduce yourself, anything you want to, I don't know, he already said, he was talking about an audition he had for Cartoon Network when we first started Oh there. yeah, I wouldn't include that, that didn't go anywhere. No, no, but I, it's already <laughs> recorded, and oh, I wonderful. don't cut stuff. Awesome. Uh, yes, as you as you heard, my name is Dan Venchel. Um I guess I'm an actor around town, or at least I try to be, still put it in quotation marks for yeah, right now, because... Yeah. I you think know. even if you make it, you're still uh, feel you'll feel obligated to put it in quotes. Yeah, right. Well, until it pl- pays a single bill, like I'll put it you in. You mean quotation. one dollar? No, I mean a <laughs> but, uh, bill, but, 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 a full yes, electricity yes. bill. Once it pays for one of those, that's when you know you've made it. Mm-hmm, 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 uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, do what I can around towns projects whenever they hire me. Yeah, do you have anything we can? We'll, we'll do a plug at the beginning and the plug at the end, just to mm. to refresh people's memories. You're assuming I have things to plug. Uh, I mean, you have a. <laughs> most people have like a. Oh, I'm on Twitter or Instagram, and check those oh, things sure. out because you know this won't air for another month or two, month ish. 
So who knows what will be going on then? And they may want to like, what is this Dan, you know, Wenzel, Wenzel Washington guy up to right now? I'm going to check his Instagram. Maybe I'll have a clue or two. So is it going to play after the holidays? Because I play. chose this because it's a very holiday themed topic. I know topic. you did. And what, what, I'm, and I, I, what, I, sure. what will happen is it'll play in probably January, but it's going to remind people of how great the holidays were that just passed. Yeah. That thing that we need in January to boost our spirits yeah because this is going to be a somewhat festive episode yeah oh absolutely and i expect with die harder and die hardest and mm -hmm. die and again dead. but harder this time <laughs> uh it'll be an annual thing that mm -hmm. you and i come together I every mean, holiday and do there are what four technically there are what four sequels that they've made five die hard films I, I didn't look it up. I just wanted to start base level right. and then go from there. There, I believe there are five Die Hard films. I've I only goodness. seen the first four. The fourth one was like Live Free or Die Hard or whatever. And then there was Die Hard with a Vengeance. Which is good film. I've seen all... I have not seen the fifth one. I can't remember. I just never got around... Like it, it didn't get reviewed well. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I was like, why am I going to waste my time on something that's not reviewed well? I, I was probably in college when it came out. Sure, and, sure. And, and I was watching foreign films. and <laughs> Well, and that's like, you know, I never watched Die Hard just because there's so much content out whoa, whoa, whoa. there. Hey. Oh, we're going to... You lead. No, no, it's just like, <laughs> I want to hear this, but let's... you. This is what... I'm going to read the info first. Okay. Then... We'll talk about why you didn't get into Die Hard. All right. But I'm glad you're so excited to talk Absolutely. about it. Absolutely. This is this is fun. You're uh I didn't plug anything. Oh well plug. Jeez. I, well, I so <laughs> I worked on a web series mm -hmm. a couple years well, about a year back. It's called Kappa Force. It had a New York, Chicago, and a Vermont. Manchester, Vermont. The important um, locations. Premiere. Oh, yeah. Went to a couple of film festivals. They're still waiting on distribution, mm -hmm. but hopefully it happens within the next year. And when people see Kappa Force, Kappa Force. they will remember to watch it. Is there a website that they can look for more information about? Is it is KappaForce.com or Kappa Force on Facebook or something I, like I'm that? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Kappa Force. Like, they have their own Instagram, Facebook. You can get to their website from there. Perfect. Look up... C A P P A K A P P A. Oh, Ooh, did they, they not have fraternities where you come from? No, they did. I just don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> it could be like you know, my name is Ted Kappa. Oh, sure, sure, sure. I don't know. Yeah, like, no, it's like it's Charlie's Angels, very but it's definitely. Kappa Force. It's about a superhero sorority. Okay, see, had I known that, I yeah. probably would have assumed it was the Greek letter. Sure, sure. Um, anywho, <laughs> thank you, Dan, for being here. Check out Kappa Force. So, here we go. Uh, this is all from Wikipedia. I usually don't copy and paste. I try to, you know, write my own interpretation of the of the facts as they're given to me. But uh, whoever edited the or whom, whomever the people that edited the Die Hard page, which is what we're talking about, did an excellent job. So I'm just going to we're just going to I'm going to read it. Do so it. here we go. Produced by Lawrence Gordon and Joel Silver, the film is based on Roderick Thorpe's 1979 novel, Nothing Lasts forever the sequel to 1966's the detective the novel was adapted into a 1968 film of the same name starring frank sinatra and was a box office success when a movie based on thorpe's sequel went into production the studio was continually obligated oh excuse me yeah contractually obligated 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 to offer frank sinatra the role in die hard Yo. sinatra yeah 
yeah that would have been incredible yeah i i when i read that i was like oh my god how would i don't i mean just the the lengths that my brain had to go to imagine frank sinatra in in the role of john mcclain um it, it, it i i, I it's I'm not a big stretch I, I am at a loss for words. Yeah. Well, have you ever seen him in Ocean's Eleven, oh, the yeah. original one? Sure, but he's he's so not much, great. No, but he's <laughs> suave. Like yes. he's like they're both charismatic, mm-hmm. but um, it's also and I guess I've seen him in like Manchurian Candidate and things where he actually does. You know, he acts. Sure. You know, he's not playing just playing Frank, Frank, Frank Sinatra, Sinatra on yeah. screen. He's not bad, but he's not an exceptional actor. But also, neither is Bruce Willis. For that <laughs> um, but it's certainly a, a very diff. It would be a very different film. Yes. Uh, so, uh, but Sinatra then in the early seventies turned down the project. The story was then changed to have no connection to the tech to the detective. Mm-hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger declined the role as he wished to broaden his appeal by attempting comedy. In wow. what eventually became Twins, that oh, film he okay. did with Danny DeVito around yeah. the same time. They make a Schwarzenegger joke in Die Hard, and I wonder if that was like a little jab, jab at him, him for, for turning it down. Yep. Yeah. Like, what is it? He's, he's tying the thing like, oh, my Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, I can't even remember what it is specifically, but I was like, oh, that, that definitely dates the film. Yeah. Yeah. Came out in 88, 1988. Mm-hmm. Um, although it had been rumored that at this point... The production was repurposed to be a sequel to Schwarzenegger's 1985 action film Commando, which is a fun film also. Scriptwriter D'Souza has denied this. D'Souza has said he wrote the script as if Hans Gruber were the protagonist. Quotes, I know, right? Quotes, if he had not planned the robbery and put put it together, Bruce Willis would have just gone to the party and reconciled or not with his wife you should sometimes think about looking at your movie through the point of view of the villain who is really driving the narrative right and he definitely went there with the intention of reuniting holly and john yes for sure that was his first plan i mean that's the only reason he's why is it doing oh (laughs) that's the only reason he's in la in the first place sorry i'm having Technical difficulties. <laughs> and this note. is where you play that song. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, end quote. The script was then offered to a variety of other actors, including Richard Gere, Clint Eastwood, Burt Reynolds, Sylvester Stallone, Harrison Ford, Don Johnson, Nick Nolte, Mel Gibson, and Richard Dean Anderson, of all people. Mm-hmm. Wow. I when that list came out, how do you think Bruce Willis felt? Do you think they even told him? Well, now it's public knowledge. Now yeah. you're telling well, him, yeah, essentially. Yeah. I mean, when I imagine... he listens to this, he's going to be pissed, pissed off. Like he... <laughs> it's a good thing we don't live in a skyscraper. No, I'm gonna, I'll t- I will uh, uh, tag Bruce Willis in the, uh, the podcast. I'm sure it'll get to him. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, uh, Just make t- it under 20 minutes and we'll be safe. <laughs> At the time, Willis was largely known for his comedic role as Detective David Addison on the television series Moonlighting. Willis initially turned down the role due to his contractual commitments to Moonlighting. However, after his co-star Sybil Shepherd became pregnant, Moonlight was should be called Moonlighting, was shut down for eleven weeks, which provided sufficient time for Willis to work on Die Hard. 
Yeah. He didn't even want to do it. No, no one wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> Willis was paid $5 million to star in the film. Yeah, sounds a, right. A, well, a figure virtually unheard of at the time for an actor who had starred in only one moderately successful film. So apparently that was a ton of money at the time. Yeah. Um, it's a ton of money now. Well, it's a ton of money. That's right. a lot of bills. That's a lot. Of, yeah. You, <laughs> come on. How about you share some, Bruce? And normally only paid to major stars such as Dustin Hoffman or Warren Beatty, mm -hmm. the two most famous people in 1988. <laughs> <laughs> then 20th Century Fox presented Leonard Goldberg justified the cost, stating the film was uh, reliant on its lead actor, while other sources within the studio would state that Fox was desperate for a star for Die Hard intended it to be its big summer action blockbuster, mm. especially since they had already been turned down by so many other suitable actors. As the studio didn't believe in Willis's action star appeal, the marketing campaign's initial billboards and posters reflected this, and Willis's face was not a focal point. Wow. Um, I imagine it was just a big old building on fire or something like that. Uh, or him, his just pecs. Yeah. Or, or his, his muscles. His white, dirty shirt. Yeah. You know, yeah, mm -hmm. probably. Um, uh, as the studio okay um consistent with cinemascope's uh suggestion to emphasize the film's action instead of a star without experience in such films willis's first day why did it go willis's first day on set was on november 2nd 1987 when following com uh, completion of that day's filming of moonlighting at mgm studios at culver city they shot the nighttime scene of him jumping with a fire hose around his waist as an explosion occurred behind him of what appeared to be the top of Nakatomi Plow Tower behind him. In reality, he jumped from the roof of a five-story parking garage onto an airbag. Mm. The force of the explosion blew him to the very edge of the airbag when upon completing the stunt, Willis inquired why they hadn't filmed such a dangerous scene at the end of the production. He was told that if they had, then they would have to run the expensive risk of having to reshoot the whole movie with another actor. Truth. So they do the hard stuff in front. If you survive, well, we'll just shoot the rest of the movie. It's all downhill from here. Stunt double? And the fuck would we do that? I, that's what I was thinking that too. And I said, like, why would... Maybe because they're paying them $5 million, they don't didn't have a budget for stunt doubles. <laughs> um, McTiernan did not want the villains to be, a, be terrorists, considering them too mean. He mm. chose to avoid the terrorists' politics in favor of making them thieves in pursuit of monetary gain, believing it would make the film more suitable for summertime entertainment. The film's ending has had not been finalized by the time filming had begun. One result is that the truck depicted, and you, you'll, this is a little, if you notice this, uh, the truck depicted as transporting the terrorists to the building is too small to house the ambulance that was later revealed to be inside of it. Do you recall the beginning? I like, do remember The that. truck comes in and they actually, they all exit from the rear of the truck. So there, there was no, no way you could fit an ambulance. Because in it's there. full of people. Yeah. <laughs> like you see into the truck when they come out of it. Oh, do you? Yeah, because like the, 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 the back gate opens up and like uh, all the terrorists walk out of the back of the truck. And then later, um, it's, man. what's his name? Uh, Theo. Right. You know, drives the ambulance out of the back, the, the same back of the truck. Wow. I know. It's, oh, man. I didn't even think about that until I was reading this. I was like, mm -hmm. oh my, I didn't yeah, I know it's it's movie magic. I had I suspended know. my disbelief mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. hard that I didn't notice. I mean, for all we know, like maybe they drove another. I don't know, or had I it planted, did. had it planted earlier. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, again, like 
And also, who cares? Uh, <laughs> Apparition, Harry Potter, <laughs> Snape. Oh, my God. That's how they did it. Yep. Magic. Got it. Got Fucking it. Magic. They apparated the ambulance. the ambulance. Snape apparated Wait, can the you? Why wouldn't you just, like, transmodify something? Like, why? Can, and can you ap- apparate anything that's not living? No. Yeah. So. I, I, uh, I believe that's called a port key. Well, port key, you, you, can, you can. That's what you do with magicians trying to learn how to apparate first, isn't it? Yes, uh, a, a magicians who we talked about Harry Potter last week. Apparate, um, yes, and I I haven't clicked on it yet. No, no, yeah, no, don't worry. That one hasn't come out yet. But the, I'm oh, saying last week I recorded. Byron, yeah, yeah, yeah Byron that's recorded. why I know it. Dan knows Byron. Yeah, so you'll hear fantasy wrestling yes, league, right. which I'm hoping for WrestleMania we can get you to watch wrestling and come that's on what, the podcast. That's what and Brooklyn was suggesting. It's like you, they should talk to you about wrestling. I'm like that. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And then you'll be in the league. It'll be great. Oh, yeah. But ambulances. Ambulances though. don't Yeah. So, um other scenes also lacked context. Production designer Jackson Degovia had built the building's computer room before they knew what it would be used for. Likewise, <laughs> the character of McLean had not been fully realized until almost halfway through production when McTiernan and Willis decided that he was a man who did not like himself very much, but he was doing the best he could in a bad situation. In the original script, Die Hard took place over three days, but McTiernan was inspired to have it take place over a single night by Shakespeare's A Midsummer Night's Dream. Mm, Mm. Heard of it. Didn't you do? No, no, no. That was the next year. I did, uh, 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 oh my gosh. (laughs) She's going to kill me. It wasn't much ado about nothing. No, no. That was mine. Oh, that's the one that happened the year after. I yes. did. Uh, oh my god! Uh, I, it's not as you as you Stone like Stone Soup Shakespeare. Yeah, check my guys. I did wonderful as you, company. I did as you like it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what did I say? I did much you ado thought, about nothing. You did much ado, yes. and then they did. They didn't do Midsummer at all. That did they do Midsummer in the year after that? I mean, they've definitely done that before. Did they do that the next year? I don't. I don't uh, think, no, I don't think. No, I've they seen, did Caesar. I've never seen them do. And then they did uh, um, uh, Comedy of Errors just this last year. Okay, yeah, I did not get to see that one. It was pretty good. I've ne- I've never seen Stone Soup do Midsummer. They might have done that before. I- they've definitely done it before. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, <laughs> the corporate headquarters of 20th Century Fox, Fox Blossom, Century City, serves as the film's setting for both external and internal scenes. At the time of filming, the building was still under construction, and the setting for a scene McLean exploring an unfinished floor complete with construction equipment was real. Mm. After filming and construction was completed, the room used for the scene that, that scene became the office of former President Ronald Reagan. Degovia oh. came up with the idea to use the building, the Nakatomi Building's 30th floor, where the hostages are held, was a recreation of the Frank Lloyd Wright-designed house falling water including a large rock with water dripping from yeah. it govia govia's inspiration came from japanese corporations of the time buying up american products his rationale being that nakatomi had bought falling water as and resembled it in their own building yeah the building's logo originally was too reminiscent of a swastika from mctiernan the final design is closer to a samurai warrior's helmet I wish we could see a visual of the original Nakatomi logo. That, I don't uh, wish to see that. <laughs> I mean, it probably looks a lot like a swastika. Well, that's what they're saying. Man. I don't. I don't need that. It's just that. tilted to the side a little bit. You know, like the Indian symbol. Right. Yeah. Yes. Um, 
A 380-foot-long matte painting provided the city backdrop as viewed from inside the Nakatomi building's 30th floor. It featured animated lights and other lighting techniques to present both moving traffic and day and night cycles. As of 2011, the painting is still in Fox's inventory and is sometimes used in other films. Ooh, is there a list of other films? No, no, no this is wiki. just a diehard. Yep, sorry, man. That's fine. The scene in which the SWAT Greyhound armored vehicle knocks over a stair railing in the front at the front of the Fox Plaza required months of negoci- negotiations <laughs> with Fox to gain approval. The end helicopter scene took six months of preparation, and the production was given only two hours in which to film it. Wow. Yeah. It took three attempts above Fox Plaza, nine camera crews, and no one but crew members were allowed within 500 feet of the line of flight. The scene of McLean falling down a ventilation shaft and catching onto a lower opening mm-hmm. was the result of an accident after Willis's stunt man fell. Editor Frank J. Uristall chose to use the unintentional scene in the final film. He did have a stunt double. Apparently. I don't know why they didn't use him for one of the more dangerous Jumping sounding, off the side of the building. building. Right, yeah. right, right. Held ex- together over an by a explosion fire going on. Die Hard was Alan Rickman's first feature film role. Mm. Rickman was cast after producer Joel Silver saw him perform saw his performance as Vicomte de Valmont in the Broadway run of Les Liaisons Dangerous or Dangerous Liaisons. Okay. Auf English. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for his death scene, he was dropped 70 feet or 21 meters on a green screen set. The shot you the shot used was the first take. Rickman was mm. dropped sooner than he had been told he would be. So the look of fear in his face is genuine. That makes a lot of sense to me. <laughs> yeah. That is method acting at its finest. It's, a, it's the slow motion bit so iconic. Just that. Yeah. Like he, my looks like he's saying shit. <laughs> my cousin tried to convince me when I was younger mm-hmm. uh, that they had used an actual like person on death row to film that shot. And so I grew up oh, so thinking like, Alan Rickman was dead. So the, the the famed actor was like, I just, I committed, a, he he committed crimes. We mm-hmm. want to like, this, but he we wanted get to go one, out with a, yeah, we, we want to get him one good, like, it's for us. It's not for him. This mm-hmm. is so we get one good last performance out of this guy before we kill him. Right. And he's like, well, it's the least I can do. <laughs> if all, if all death row inmates could choose the way in which they died we'd all be in the movies <laughs> they'd be, there'd be a lot more death row porn yeah mm, interesting i mean i don't like, death row porn. i guess it, then it'd be being like porn snuff though if they actually die in it right yes oh that that'd be terrible but there's so be, oh there'd be an audience for that definitely but do we want to find out who that audience is no, i'm not is? saying we looked that up i'm no, just no, saying no, no, no. there's an audience for that Oh, no, I'm saying if it becomes a thing, do we want to find out who the people are that know about it and think this is a good thing? I don't, no, I don't no, think no. we want to find out. I mean, you're welcome to. Any listeners no. welcome to investigate uh, death row porn snuff and uh, see what happens. Um, but that's but all. don't tell us about it. I mean, you, you can you can tweet Dan. I'm, do you have Twitter? I do. What's Dan tw- Wenzel Jr. So tweet, tweet him that. Tweet at that. You shouldn't oh, have said God. anything um, if you find anything. Or don't. Don't do that. I'm just kidding. Tweet me, tweet at me. Benny Jet 2788. I don't think I've ever said that on this thing. 
Uh, the DVD co- the DVD text commentary track reveals that the shooting script did not originally include the meeting between McLean and Gruber pretending to be a hostage. It was only written in when it was discovered that Rickman could perform a convincing American accent. That scene put me on the edge of my bed. It's a good scene. Bill Clay. Bill Clay. <laughs> and you can see it, and it's behind mm-hmm. him. So he must have, like, walked past it, seen a oh, name. Oh, no, I thought it was behind uh, uh, Bruce Willis's shoulder. Isn't that the... the... No, it's behind, uh, so it's behind uh, Rickman's shoulder. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember that way, but you just saw it last night? I did just see it last night. When's the last time you saw oh, it? Uh, actually, I think Brooklyn and I saw it at the Music Box last December as a holiday film. Uh, it's one of those that you, you, know, you can yeah. pick. Oh, sure. I don't remember, like, Merry or Scary or something like that, mm-hmm. <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, it was on a double feature with Gremlins or something like that. Which I have never seen. It's, Is that it's, a holiday movie? Yeah, oh, it takes all of it takes place. It, it, I think it's a holiday film in as much as it's more so than this one, but in as much as that like the backdrop of the action takes place during Christmas or okay. the holiday season. Much like this one. Yes, much like this one. But I definitely consider this to be a holiday movie. I, I would, I mean... Enough so that it's worth putting like what like also whatever it seems like a an argument that is uh, silly to me like let mm-hmm. it be a holiday movie and if you don't want it to be a holiday movie then 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 watch it in July or, or whatever which is when it came out <laughs> right I know you said summertime earlier yeah, July tw- like what are you talking about? I think about? July twenty fifth is when mm-hmm. it came out um the do the film spawned four sequels Die Hard two in nineteen ninety Die Hard with a Vengeance in nineteen ninety five excuse me Live Free or Die Hard in two thousand seven and A Good Day to Die Hard <laughs> in two thousand thirteen so yes I would have been in, no I would have just graduated from college so I probably was still anyway in July two thousand seven Bruce Willis donated the undershirt worn in the film to the National M- Museum of American History at the Smithsonian Institution huh he hung on to it I know. Uh, die, uh, this is the stuff that I always find interesting. Die Hard established what would be common a common formula for action films over the next decade, featuring a lone everyman against a colorful terrorist character in an isolated setting. Several of these films followed this formula, uh, were often referred to as Die Hard on a blank. You know, <laughs> so for instance, uh, Under Siege, nineteen ninety two, Die Hard on a battleship, mm-hmm. uh, Passenger fifty seven. Die Hard on a plane, or if you want, like, also like uh, Air Force One is kind of the same oh, thing too. Yeah, um, well, that's that's Harrison Ford, uh, you know, um, not wanting to live with the fact that he rejected Die Hard, so now he's like, oh, I definitely want to do a cl- Die Hard film. He clearly made a mistake because he let's he do was, Air Force. He was just coming off of uh, it was I think that when the the a film he could have made in between Temple of Doom and uh. uh Raiders, not Raiders. Um, oh my gosh, The Last Crusade. Okay, the Indiana Jones trilogy. Because I, uh, I'm pretty sure that I think the third one came out in '89. So he might have been able to squeeze it in. But I mean, either way, I'm sure he's. But just he's kicked. living off Star yeah. Wars money. He's living off Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones money. money. He's, he's witness money, Blade Runner money. Right, and the world needed Bruce Willis. So the world needed Bruce Willis to do this film. Yeah, because he was the only one available. Right. <laughs> um. Okay, so uh, speed, you know, die hard on a bus. Mm-hmm. Such a trend would continue until films like The Rock in 1996, also dubbed Die Hard on an Island, <laughs> changed the tone and feel of how action movies going forward and were it made. 
called The Rock. Rock. Have you seen The Rock? No, I have not. It's, it's, I mean, I, it's Dwayne the, old, the Rock Johnson. Nothing to do with that. also just did Skyscraper, which is essentially Die Hard. I mean, yeah, it's, which is apparently is just like, uh, yeah, exactly. Like, like uh, with, oh, I didn't understand. Oh my, my gosh, you're so popular. No, no, I just have an alarm for 710. Um, don't worry. Well, <laughs> now you've dated us. That's right. It is 710 a.m. or p.m. You decide. Um, Die Hard not change the tone. Okay, uh, which further changed the evolution of CGI effects exemplified by The Matrix in 1999. Scott Tobias of The Guardian observed that none of these following films readily captured the complete effectiveness of Die Hard. Hmm. Uh, in 2001, Die Hard was listed at number 39 on AFI's 100 Years, 100 Thrills, a list of America's most heart-pounding films. <laughs> 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 I wouldn't define it as heart, heart pounding. pounding. Like, mm. uh, it's a yeah, very subjective uh, uh, I mean, qualifier. Except for that scene with uh, with Bill Clay, that was heart Bill pounding. Clay, 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 Bill, Clay. Uh, in two thousand three, Hans Gruber was listed at number forty six on AFI's top one hundred years, one hundred heroes and villains mm. list. It was selected by Empire he Magazine. Was both. Oh yeah. I mean, according to McTiernan, right? Like, or another writer, D'Souza. He got them back together. Uh, according to uh, Empire Magazine, it uh, was selected by Empire uh, as number twenty-nine on their five hundred greatest movies of all time list in two twenty-nine. Number twenty-nine, wow. according to Empire, which is a very reputable source of entertainment news. The film was selected for this is my favorite. For preservation in the United States National Film Registry Good. by the Library of Congress as being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. Wow! So it's in the Library of Congress. It's like, and that—that that to me means more than most anything else. It's been—it's established. This film means enough. Culturally. It's canon. Yeah, yeah. it is United yeah. States canon. To me, that usually means it's a a watershed moment in like like Jaws is in a way, which sure. we've talked about on the show before. I actually just listened to that this morning pretty in preparation f- to be here. I was like, "Ooh, that's a movie. This, this is, is a movie. movie. He'll probably ask me similar questions about movies, perhaps movies. Oh, I, should, I don't know if I should do that. Uh, um." Congress significant. In 2006, Gruber was listed as the 17th greatest film character, again by Empire. Mm. John McClane was placed at number 12 on the same list. Mm. In June, on June, in June 22nd, 2007, issues of Entertainment Weekly, it was named the best action film of all time. In what year? In 2007, according to Entertainment Weekly. Wow, they had had many more action movies after that. Yeah, yeah. No, they had. That's when the fourth one came out. Was two thousand seven, I think. Mm. And then two thousand thirteen is when the fifth one came out. In two thousand and ten, Die Hard was voted as the greatest Christmas film of all time. Here we're getting to the meat and potatoes mm-hmm. by Empire. <laughs> in two thousand twelve, IGN listed it as the top spot on their list of the top twenty five action movies. Uh, debates have been a going on about whether or not Die Hard should be considered a Christmas film. Some feel that because the events of the film occur on Christmas Eve and its setting includes a Christmas party, Mm -hmm. that is enough to qualify it as a Christmas film. 
whilst others feel that since the film is not actually about Christmas and focuses on an action plot involving a lone police officer trying to stop terrorists, it should not be considered a Christmas film. Beg to differ. Uh, on December 24th, 2017, screenwriter Stephen E. D. D'Souza stated on Twitter that Die Hard is a Christmas film. Yeah. However, at his Comedy Central roast, Willis declared, Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. It's a goddamn Bruce Willis movie. That is also true. They don't have to be mutually, mutually exclusive. exclusive. No, right. they don't. They don't. And that... Bruce Willis is just trying to roast him. That's, that's a cheap shot. At his own roast. Right. <laughs> They ha they mention the word Christmas at least ten times. They so, have lots of Christmas carols throughout. Mm -hmm. Um This is Christmas music. Yeah. And then there's there's that there's that a scene at the end where they're walking out of the building it's and it's snowing. Snowing. It's, it's beginning beautiful. to look a lot like Christmas. Mm -hmm. That's the that's the closing song, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah, I believe it is. I believe so, too. As they're pulling away and yep. they've got all the cop cars everywhere. Mm -hmm. And then when they open the vault, when they it's finally Christmas, get that... It's the time for miracles. When they get that vault open, the mm -hmm. look on their their faces is that of a child on Christmas morning when he opens that present. And, and uh, Theo says, Merry Christmas. Yeah. I mean, it, I... It doesn't get any more heavy-handed than that. I think it's... I mean, I would listen to an argument, but again, I think it's just silly. Let let like it's a Christmas movie. Mm -hmm. Why not? Why not? When the the screenwriter says it's a Christmas movie, yeah, which I I think should stop the argument right there. Right. But um, you know, you guys. Well, and this might be a very different conversation if this was set in like Chicago, like Home Alone is. Home Alone. It's Christmas Eve. They've got snow and everything like that and in la you oh, don't it, have that's right it's not snowing it's debris falling from the building is, that looks like it is snow. clean white debris. papers oh it's right oh like, it's like the like the they just the dropped a yeah. ream of paper out of the building and i'm like okay that doesn't naturally happen especially during an explosion well, they wouldn't be that pristine these no, pieces no, no, of paper no. it's a direct yeah yeah it's supposed to be snow but yeah. like it's not because it's Los Angeles. But you thought of it as snow. I, that's I very I telling. Didn't, I did until right now. I'm like, oh my god, that's right. There's no way that could be snow because it's Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. uh, how often? I don't. I don't even know when the last time it would have snowed in LA would be. I don't spend a lot of time in. LA. Nor do I. Not during Christmas either. Okay. No, I so, like to go in July when it's, it's real hot. hot. Real hot. The mm. women are hotter. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how did Which you... reminds me of an LA story. Oh really? Oh no, no, I'm not telling that here. Oh well, it's <laughs> dude, it's it's uh, it's about your story. So it's like yeah. if you want to tell that story, it's oh, your you know. Well, I you appreciate feel... you giving the leeway for that. If if it's germane to the the topic, if it's not, then dude, oh, it is. Don't it fucking is. say it. No, it has, nothing, it has to do with it. nothing to do with then, anything except oh. it's my best story of LA. Well, then maybe a different podcast. No, yeah, or whatever. I don't care. Ben right. does what he wants. I do. All right, Dan. How did you miss this party? Let's get back to you were about to tell All us earlier. Right. How did you miss this party? That well, it just it was never on my radar. I like my cousins had seen it without me because I was way too young to see that movie. But I probably saw it when I was like seven years old. If, okay, but I that, saw I saw Die Hard with a Vengeance when I was five. It came out when I was negative three years yeah, old. Yeah, I was. I was. It came out before I was born. Yes, it came out before I was born. By the time I was like. 
old enough to actually like and participate in everything. Oh, excuse me, I got a burp. We're drinking. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And I just had Wendy's. <laughs> Um, but like by the time I was old enough to get around to seeing it, it just fell off the radar. There's too much content out there now too. And especially now that I knew by the time I was old enough, there were four or possibly five movies. And I was just like, I don't want to invest in this whole franchise. Same reason I haven't seen like Fast and the Furious. I have not seen a a single Fast and the Furious. There are so many of them. There are eight now, right? Yeah. And Kit Ryan, who is also a friend of this podcast, tried to convince me that that was something worth my time and i believe her it's just way too much content i mean i hear they're i hear they're fun action films but again that's i'm i'm hard pressed like uh is it fun enough t- for me to get over whatever i don't know uh like you know preconceived ideas about how bad this movie probably is or how like <laughs> like like so because you watch it for for fun right i'd rather mm-hmm. watch crank which is has Jason Statham in it, oh, but it's like sure. it's more. It's so much more absurd. I don't mm-hmm. think Fast and the Furious is going to be good enough or absurd enough, right? For me, like, sure, the spectacle is going to be great, but it, like, without a compelling content, like context or like story to, for to, to back it up, it just feels like well, this I could have watched a, a better action film or yeah. a much worse action film <laughs> and taken some some morbid pleasure out of like out of that right well and the last one was like fast and the furious on ice like they're moving a submarine the fate of the yeah and it's just like this is definitely one of those things that has like dips and arcs to it and there are some that are really good i'm sure but then there are some that are probably worth skipping and i don't want to have to sift through all that to figure out what's what i mean there's uh, there's plenty of stuff to listen to to watch and and do already like um you know there's you can find all these podcasters about these horror films Mm -hmm. like you know people who dissect all of the the Friday the films, oh. the Nightmare on Elm Street films, the Halloween films, like these, and or the James Bond films, like these epic. James Bond is one that I I want to sit down and do. I all have seen them. most of them. Roger Moore is a big blip on my in, in my mm-hmm. filmography of, of viewing. Uh, I've seen all the Conneries and Timothy yeah. Dalton, and I've seen the George Lazenby, the one George Lazenby. And I've watched all the Brosnan and all the Daniel Craig, but I, I still haven't seen like, uh, I still haven't seen Moonraker. I still haven't seen Octopussy. Really? Oh, I have seen that one. And I couldn't finish Man with a Golden Gun. Oh man, we got way off time. So you avoided it because it you uh, you reached maturation mm-hmm. and you didn't want to swallow that pill. Yeah, there was just too much of it. So no one around you, so you said you mentioned your cousins, mm-hmm. but like no one else was really pushing you it just didn't just didn't look appealing even even the uh because i remember in maybe the like 2010 through 2013 around the the release of the fifth one or so before that everybody was it it got rehyped because it all of a sudden became a christmas movie right and like i remember my brother saying like yeah best christmas movie die hard which i'm sure he read but when he said that to me i'm like what an original thought. <laughs> well, I'd never pictured it as a Christmas but movie. But you're right. It's it's after Muppets Christmas Carol. It has to be the, the mm-hmm. second best Christmas film. They show it many times mm-hmm. on Spike TV. And that must mean it's good. <laughs> uh, 
So I remember that it being something that had a resurgence at that period. And yeah. so... Uh, like I, when Rocky came out with that new 2010. Yeah, with the Korean. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. no. They, didn't they have another one before that? He they did. Yeah. Rocky Balboa. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, exactly. And and I'm sure some, some people, like, all of a sudden, a new generation's like, maybe I should check out that uh, the original one that mm-hmm. came out in, like, what, 77, I think? It came out yeah. In like well, and that's how I did Rocky. Rocky had Rocky Balboa, and I was like, "All right, time to go, time to catch this train." The first film's pretty good. Go to this party, go go go. <laughs> um, so it's just strange because I had been raised on on Die Hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw, like I said, I saw the I saw it with a vengeance in theaters when I was, um, you know, with my father and and brother and whoever else was with, like the family, and it was. You know, even though it was rated R, like, oh yeah, bring in that five year old. Hey, Christmas yeah. movie. He's with an adult. It's fine. Yeah. You know, Die Hard Three is not a Christmas movie. <laughs> um, it might be fun if it were, but no, it's it's a buddy cop film with Samuel uh, L. Jackson. It's worth it. It's a lot of fun. And Sam uh, Jackson. What happens to Al? Al, he. Oh, well, don't tell me. Don't no, no, tell no, me. No, this nothing, is going to be next year. Yes, we're going to watch. Well, not, nothing happens to Al. It just takes place in New York, and Al's an L.A. cop. Right. And he goes but back. They were in love. They were. It was. Did you see the way they looked at oh, each other no. at that final shot? His eyes welling with yeah, tears. Yeah, it like, was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then L shoots that motherfucker. Yeah. I shot a kid. Oh. It was dark. Had a had a ray gun look real enough. Man, they te- what's that? In the academy, they teach you how to deal with everything, except how to live with a mistake. Yeah. Uh, beautiful poor. and completely necessary monologue <laughs> i wanted to know more about al there was one i was reading up and i didn't put it in the the blur but one critic was like the film was ruined by the like the whole last half of the film being ruined by this beat cop who oh. we, we don't care about or something like that i cared so much also was that before uh family matters I would, I met, yes, I would, or it would have been around the same time because I know that the family member, Family Matters was a, a TJ of Friday show was, on yeah. ABC when in the nineties the they were showing it. So it might have started, or that might have been the kind of thing like, "Hey, you were in Die Hard, yeah. How would you like to be a, the father of this really annoying kid? Would you like to play a cop?" And he's like, "I've done that before. Well, that's right. He's a cop he's a cop. Yeah, that. that's why I've I don't think I've ever seen him in anything." Other than cop roles, what is, but he's perfect at it. I'm sure this has already been thought, but because I forgot he was a cop, is Family Matters just a spinoff of, of Die Hard? Could be. I don't remember his uh, name in Family Matters. Neither do I. It was probably Al. It should it, be. It's probably Al. It should be. I mean, but I no, mean, didn't they live in... Um... Nope. It's it's a spinoff. <laughs> <laughs> but they did, did they not live in Los Angeles? I thought they lived in... Cincinnati? No, something else. Well, Chicago. They it? can move. Um, maybe, maybe the you can look it up. If you want. I'm gonna maybe, look it maybe up. Maybe the Nakatomi incident was so shocking that he has to move with his family. Like we got to get out of L.A. Just yeah. can't do this anymore, and we need a new change of scenery. We're moving to moving to, to... where are oh, we? Oh man, moving to... his name is Carl. Carl. Policeman he, he Carl. He probably had to change his name. That makes sense. As some sort of witness protection because he was, you know, yeah, 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 terrorists, yeah, yeah. you know, were trying to kill him because he helped out John McClane. I think we can. It make was this Chicago. Work. I was, was right. Chicago. Yeah, I think yeah. we can make this work. He I was think a Chicago cop. Yeah. Um, I, and because the only connecting bit of sinew between these two is that he's a police officer and the same actor 
It mm-hmm. must be a spinoff. It's got to be. Yeah. yeah. Witness protection, for sure. <laughs> and you I mean, in- you'd need it after you shot that. Was that Hans or... No, that was... Uh, I don't even know if they said his... I'm sure they Chris said... Chris? Carl? Uh, oh, Carl, yeah. It yeah, was Carl. Carl. Yep. Which is funny because that's what his name is in Family Matters. And he took Carl's oh, name. name. <gasps> they would never think to... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's terrible. Take the, take take the, the name, name of, of the, the man, man you murder. Like oh. you're, you're stealing his essence. Oh, gosh. I have a really great idea for the movie. The number 23? No, a movie. I'm sorry, not the movie. Well, it could be the it will, movie. Movies will... Nobody will want to make a movie after no, this movie. This is a perfect action film, but it's exactly what we've been talking about. I'm copywriting it right now. All right. I mean, you heard it here, folks. Uh, and this will be published, so then it's mm-hmm. legally binding in a yeah, sense. absolutely. Okay. Well, this one's going into the... Um, what was it? Library of Congress? It's or, true. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. The whole podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, but okay. so it's always it's always strange because uh, usually there's a more I don't know more not not to knock more compelling reason why some people some people avoid these things like oh I just. It sounded stupid. Did it sound stupid to you? No. Actually, it sounded really cool. It was just I had seen so much as things like it. Like, and there, I'm, I'm trying to, I usually try and stay on like whatever is current in terms of movies because that's kind of, you know, the field that I'm in. So I try and stay with whatever is coming up now mm-hmm. whatever is coming up next you know what's going on with oscar season this year sure. and um die hard was just so much in my rear view mirror it did win four academy awards did it yeah but all for editing and Gee, sound mixing wh- now, editing oh like sound editing sound mixing oh man uh i don't i don't know if it won i, I think had won some, best, best editing too i had some issues with the editing. issues with the editing yeah the jump cuts during when he's working that computer when he walks into the building and yeah, he's sure. working that computer every time they switch what the computer has on its screen they cut and oh really have a new shot yeah mm. I, I was like oh that's a weird like, I don't recall this, but I'll trust you. Yeah, it it definitely happens. It's jarring. Yeah, yeah. Well, for someone who's you know watching it with twenty years hindsight. <gasps> um, also, I do. I I remember sound mixing. I'm sorry. Like sound thirty editing. years hindsight. Gee whiz. Yeah, thirty years it came out. Thirty years ago, because it well just over that, like because it came out like two months before I was born. Wow. Three months before I was born. That dates me. Um, it may not have won best editing, but it, all the, all the awards it won were no. Technical. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't be surprised if it had won thirty years ago. Yeah. But looking at it, <laughs> when for, editing was totally shit, right? Just, um, but looking at it now, I was like, oh, that could have been cleaner. I do think it's pretty still a pretty well orchestrated, formally speaking, film. Yes, and content. It's it's fun. Well, and, uh, and and it's you know probably for the shots of the helicopter, of the fire hose, yeah. of it every is, single shot that they fired from a machine gun. It is like, it is hard to uh, look at it now and and because of you know what, what CG does, what digital filmmaking does, and think of it at, like not in a vacuum, but of its time. Like this might have been something really special, mm-hmm. um, and we can't know that right you know we can we can look at other films of the time and like i mean i I know it was shot 
certainly better than a lot of other films, but like, you know, was it shot that much better? Or, right. or I mean, well, but the also, Academy it, seemed to think so. Apparently. Um, at least sonically, they really liked the sound. The sound editing, I thought was, I, that's one of those things I just don't notice all the time. You know what I needed more sound for? What? Not Cowbell. But this movie could have really benefited from tr- some Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Like a montage, yes, of the... Had, they, had that even come out by that point? No. <laughs> they need, no, absolutely they not. They need to get on that. I think They uh, need to do a retrospect, re-edit that thing, and put some Trans-Siberian Orchestra in there. Because that there could have been a montage of just him walking around the building with that song playing over him i would have i would have eaten it up i was at the uh, the zoo lights the other day and they were blasting it's cute it's cute if you have kids or if you're on your first date it's probably a little better Mm -hmm. we had a good time it's busy it's busy it it was pretty busy but like you know it was was still cute i haven't been in probably 10 years that was the first time i'd ever gone really well like I've, i've seen christmas lights before it was a we need to get out of the house What's mm-hmm. going on that's cheap? Oh, Zoo Lights. Lights. Um, this is a plug for Zoo, Zoo Lights. Lights at Lincoln Park Zoo. Mm-hmm. Um, There's also the Winter Wonder Fest at Navy Pier, which Jake works at, so we should probably plug that. Which Jake? Jake, uh, Jake Jones. Jake Jones. Jake Jones. Oh, Jake Jones. Yes, I know Jake Jones. Schmake Schmones. Bone Flones. <laughs> Sorry. It's an inside joke between yeah. me and Jake. Yep. Only and, he'll get it. And me and he'll get it when he hears bone flones. He'll be like, Oh, that's right. <laughs> right. Ben always called me bone flones. <laughs> that kook. He's a kook. Okay. So now so you and did you just watch it because of the podcast, or did you were you is were you wanting to you it sounds like you haven't been avoiding it intentionally, right. but this is finally the excuse that that was given to you to like, oh, I'll watch it for this and then I'll have watched it. Yeah, I think it, it, the the catalyst for me actually watching it was you reaching out about the podcast. Yeah. And I was like, oh, don't, don't make me sound desperate. I'm, uh, I'm sorry. I reached out to you about wanting to be on this He's podcast just within the first 10 episodes because I think this is going to make my career. Uh, yes, it will. Thank this you. This is what's going to blow you up. Yeah. Right? Is, People will, will think about how good I sound you, over a microphone mm-hmm. and they'll hire me. That's if we're going to make one plug tonight, please hire, hire me. <laughs> I hear they're looking for people for a death row snuff porn. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, sign me up. <laughs> Problem is you only what get crime. Do I need to you commit? only get to do it once? Right. <laughs> uh, hey, go out with a bang. <gasps> hey, hey. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> oh, and on that, let's get out of here. <laughs> we actually, let's take a quick break. That's huh? a perfect note. All right, we'll be right back. Oh, uh, I am so drunk. I'm toasted. I and this is Wait. this is the this is part two. Yes. This is after dark. <laughs> <laughs> this is die hard after dark. dark after kick Wait, your feet hard. up. Die hard after 
D- never mind. Mm-hmm. Anywho. Um, welcome. Oh, we're back. We're back. Oh, man. We're back. All right, I'll sober up. No, you don't have to. It's fine. <laughs> um, I got scolded. <laughs> uh, so, uh, we were we left on a bang and we're back so you now, so you have seen it now let's yes. talk let's talk about uh your impressions of the film so uh now that you're at the party like is it is it rad do you like being at this party dan is this a party are you into this party this is a party that i am loving yeah no seriously it is um and i didn't realize until i told people that i was coming on this podcast and that my, uh, you know, party of choice was Die Hard. People have passionate opinions about this party. Yeah, uh, my roommate, I told him, he was like, what are you watching? I was like, yeah, Die Hard. He's like, oh, fucking awesome. I mean, there's, I'm like, friends, there's the Friends episode. Have you seen the Friends episode where I also Ross... haven't watched the whole Friends That's fine. That's thing. A, that could be a different one. My mom really liked that show and I want, you know, that's my mom's thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like anything that my mother likes. It's just, a, it's the relationship that we've established. Not true. Now that it's on Netflix. Well, you better get on it soon because it's going to be taken off. Might no, be... no, no, no. Really? Um, I thought it was going. The, uh, the armadillo came on um, Instagram yesterday and said that Friends isn't going anywhere. Oh, uh, okay, okay. I thought Hulu was going to pick it up or something like that. Uh, probably. It Possibly it both. both. Exactly. Um well, there's an episode of Friends where uh, it's just the thing that they like. Uh, they watch Die Hard a bunch, and like, you know what's great after Die Hard? Die Hard again. You know, like you know, and that's it's a it's has a lot of cultural cachet mm-hmm. um, because it's it's both uh, it's universally appraised as being just a fun action film. Mm-hmm. Critics like it. Yep. Uh, people who aren't critical like it mm-hmm. it's a rare film where everybody can kind of get around like hey yeah i like die hard yeah die hard's fun it's good well and my like i was saying my roommate came in i said die hard he's like oh that's awesome i was like yeah i've never seen it going on this podcast and he slammed my my own bedroom door he slammed it and was like i'm leaving you now i was like well, what is that all about yeah, he's like you've bitch. never seen die hard no no i have not mm. People have passionate opinions. I'm just glad that I showed up at this party because if people found out that I hadn't attended this party and I had been invited for so long, I can't imagine what would happen. Well, then, well, then like, I would have been grubered. Well, y- y- yes, no, like, well, then you would have been a hero of this story. Oh, that's true. Sticking to your uh, your guns, so mm-hmm. to speak. <laughs> um, hey, literally. Um, wait, no, John had a tape. Never mind. Um, but, oh, he did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sticking uh, to your gun. Uh, oh my god, is that where that came from? It probably is. Yeah. <laughs> um. So you, yes, people do have. Or it's a it's yes. it's a film that people like, and you hadn't seen. But like, I, I I guess I wouldn't. I don't know. I don't think I would judge anybody harshly for not having seen Die Hard. Like, it's a good. It's one of those. Well, if I don't know, it's. If you haven't seen it, then it's your loss. But like, why would I? I would not get mad at you, Dan, for not going. Right. To, also, I would never get mad at anybody for not going to a party that maybe wasn't like my my wedding reception or something like sure. that. Sure. Except Harry Potter. That's a weird one. That Byron. Was, yeah, Byron. Uh, Brooklyn also hasn't. I know. I'm I'm very surprised that you didn't have her on for that episode. Uh, she, I don't think she still wants to do it. 
<laughs> she actively doesn't want to. I, I think it's I'm just... sorry, Brooklyn. You're in the next room right now. We're talking shit about you. We're not talking shit. I just don't. I don't think it's something that I she's am. Interested. She doesn't want to go. Oh, okay. Well, you to can, my party. You can talk shit about her all you want. Um, she can defend herself, and 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 you can go in the next room, and we can pause it right now, and you can. That's fine. I'll bring it up after. <laughs> She'll slam the door on you. Um, <laughs> it's just a thing that people do to Dan. That's yeah, fine. Um, so so you you like it? Yes, I do. <laughs> and actually, I am serious. I think we should make this an annual thing where we go and we watch each Die Hard. Uh, for the next six years. The second one is... It's an everlasting friendship. Oh, I mean, well, at least for the next six years. Right. Five years. Well, and then we'll start Fast and the Furious, because oh by God. then there will be 14 of them. Uh, and then we'll do James Bond, and then we'll, then we'll be... Then we'll be dead. <laughs> so we got... <laughs> you said that right as I was taking a sip. I knew that's where you were going. We got, we got, we got the rest of our lives planned out. Perfect. Isn't that romantic? Actually... I do have my entire winter in terms of like content pretty much planned out. Oh yeah? Yeah. What are you consuming? Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Okay. We'll take up December. It's been they've been like they really want me to play that. It's once a year they uh, release these things and it's just getting too much of a chore, but it's a chore that I'm interested in doing. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 uh, will probably take up a little bit of probably January, 50, February. 50 game hours or so. Yeah, Everybody's, yeah. I've, I've Possibly been, 100. I've been debating. because it, It's a lot. Yeah. Well, everybody I know has it, wants me to play it, and I keep saying, like, I'll wait like six months and I'll get it when it's 40 bucks or 30 bucks. Yeah. It, it broke a lot of records, and it didn't go on much of a Black Friday sale, so I just asked for it for Christmas. Yep. I mean... It's supposed to be great. Yes. Everybody I know talks about it. Yes, yes, yes. It's a very good game. The, the Red Dead is, the first one, is a very good game. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that quite a bit, um, which is all very germane to Die Hard. Yes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, are we getting off topic? No, 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 no. That's what parties are for, right? Yeah. Um, so, what, what, like, what impressions, so, because it, ha- it has such a, 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 a reputation, um, did it, do you think it lived up to that? Do you not think it lived up to that? What yes. a, what, what what about it? Like, because it's been qu- it's quoted a lot. Like, like I, I, was, I was about to say, lived up to it based on the one-liners alone. Like Yippie Kaye, motherfucker, is is something that I have said in you, my day-to-day life with ever, without ever having seen that film. Did before. you know it was from that movie? Yes. Oh, okay, yes, okay. I did. And for some reason, my. Um, Subconscious also had the name Hans Gruber in the back of it. It's it's an often referenced character. Mm-hmm. Like it's that's what I find is just it's a strange film. Like like when Rhodey avoided avoided Jaws. It like these are some just because they're not you know it's not like missing two thousand one a space odyssey, which I can understand more because it's it's a difficult film. Mm-hmm. Like I like that movie a lot, um, but I understand that some people don't want to. I don't know, put themselves through an experience like that because yeah. it's, I don't know, introspective and, and you, uh, whatever. Well, and there's be- also a million sequence, uh, sequels to Jaws. There are several sequels to Jaws. Which I've seen every single one of them. Uh, I've heard they're all bad. Yes. I've only seen the first film. I've, and I one only of them has- paid attention to the first <laughs> film. Because Michael Caine's in one of them, right? Like the third yes. one or something like Jaws 3, the Jaws is pissed. I, I don't even need to know what 
film it was, but the fact that Michael Caine was in that film makes it better. Well, yeah, he's he's always but been it's good. still a bad film. Well, yeah, I'm sorry, sorry, Michael. He's always good at polishing turds, but um, <laughs> I heard that was a a big old wet turd. Uh, yes. Anywho, um, mm-hmm. and that's what's strange about some of these films to me is that like they're just good fun, and I don't. Which this and, is, and this and, is a lot of fun. Yeah, and not just good fun, but critically acceptable fun. Yeah. Which, which again, it's always I always understand when people are like, oh well, you know, uh, uh, Manola Dargis from the New York Times said it wasn't very good. So why would I waste right. my time? Certifiably fresh. Yes, it is ninety three percent on Rotten Tomatoes or something like that. Really, something oh, like that's that. good. Yeah, um, something nuts like that. But um, like the one-liners that you find, yep. like "Yippee Kaye, motherfucker," uh, there was oh, this uh, this line is for emergencies only. And he goes, "What the fuck you think I'm doing? I'm ordering a, a pizza? pizza?" Yeah, that one's good. There's also when he's he's got Hans. This is this is one that I had to turn the subtitles on. He uh, has Hans, and he's walking him up the stairs. This is when he he chains him up, when he hangs him. Oh, no, by that's the not chain. Hans. That's Carl. You mean that's right? Carl? Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to fuck him. I'm going to, he says, I'm going to eat you, or no, he says, I'm going to kill you, I'm going to cook you, I'm going to eat you. And I went, holy fuck. Yeah. That's crazy. I often find myself. But understandable in his situation. Well, it's a life and death fight. He is desperate. Yeah. Uh, And he's already killed 10 men that night. And doesn't he do like one of those reverse headbutts where like he slams the back of his head into his, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which sounds painful as heck. Like, I just. Uh, uh, anyway, that's, a, <laughs> but I always, I find myself quoting Ellis more. We were talking a little bit about Ellis during mm-hmm. the break. <laughs> yeah. He's a cop. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, like Hans Booby, I, you white knight. I didn't hate Hans probably because it's Alan Rickman. Uh, as much as I hated Ellis, well, he—he's he, just the—he's the '80s yuppie. Mm-hmm. Um, like if it, it, he represents more evil than anybody else in that film, yeah, but not as much evil as I initially pictured him to, because <laughs> I thought he was going to give everything up. Oh, he was going to go. This is John McClane. This is his mm. estranged wife. His two. He's got two little girls, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He just went. Oh, his name's John McClane. He's a cop from New York. He's yeah. my best friend, friend in the world. I still think he did that. I mean, you can argue with me on this if you want. I think he just he just he did that so that Holly McLean would like him so they could bone. That is an interesting tactic that I don't know how he could have conceived. It's probably all that cocaine. Never mind. That's how he <laughs> conceived it. He was cocaine. Um I can give him to you. I don't. Yeah, I don't understand if that's a tactic to. Um, oh, I don't want to say seduce. I guess so I want to say he seduce. Becomes, he becomes the hero. He solves this through, through us. Through not the, if her husband dies because of him. Oh, no, he's going to save. He's going to save her husband. Right. He's going. He is going to save her husband. Um, and, and sort of. And, and, and he's like, this is Reagan era. He's going to emasculate him by saving him because now, now he's the weak guy that got saved by this dude. I didn't even use a gun. I used my words. Ellis, baby. <laughs> my big smart words. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a Rolex. I, uh, 
I just, I, I mean, I guess, I guess that makes sense to me. But in my mind, I was watching that, going, "How does this not get John McClane murdered?" I mean, I, I also, I, I think, "How does this not get yourself murdered?" Well, and it, spoiler it, alert, it did. It did. Um, right, poor Ellis, man. Right while he's sipping a coke. Yeah, and he, <gasps> coke, coke, death, with a bang, with a bang. That's how he wanted to go. <laughs> <laughs> Another convict. I want to be consuming Coke. You While on Coke. No, I like the idea. He's like, you didn't say which kind of Coke. <laughs> Some sort of stupid monkey's paw. <laughs> Capital punishment is fun. <laughs> um, I, I just, I, I, it was, so I was definitely counting terrorists uh, along with the rest of you. Um, but when when Ellis died, that brought me just as much satisfaction as when Hans did. Really? Yeah. I th- I feel honestly more satisfaction when Ellis died. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense to me. Well, it was just it, it it was the idea that he could give up this whole operation easily, John, and that John boy, <laughs> right? And that somehow made him indispensable, uh, indisposable, indispensable, whatever the word is. Um, but that somehow made him like valuable to this situation, which it didn't. Didn't. Um, but it's a fun scene. Uh, what I'm saying is I often quote things from that. Yes. I I got, hold on. You may have brought research, but I also brought a little half sheet of paper. No, no, that's, um, oh, this is the, now I know how a TV dinner feels. Now I know how a TV dinner feels. Or what a TV dinner feels like. Um, there's Geronimo motherfucker, which is essentially Yippee-ki-yay motherfucker Motherfuck. when you throw a computer with C4 Four down, down an elevator shaft. Elevator shop, yeah. Yes, yes. As one is wont to do. And then kill, cook, eat, yippee and the pizza thing. Pizza. Um, yeah, no, it's, it, I'm glad, those were quotes from a piece of paper. Dan did his homework. I did my homework. I... Uh, initially it was a whole sheet of paper and then I realized my handwriting was shit so I used the rest of the paper that I had to organize my thoughts. Oh, okay. I was like, there's a lot of writing on that for all. You said very little, but there's a lot of writing on that half slip. Oh, well, it's also uh, <laughs> things like John's kill count, which is 11. Al's kill count, which is 1. <laughs> the terrorist kill count, which is 7. 7? Wait, how'd you, how'd you get that? It's so, like, I know they killed uh, Takagi. They kill Takagi. They kill two uh, Ellis, right? They kill two um, guards right at the beginning. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Security guards right at the beginning. Hockey puck toss. They kill, you know, five, six, and seven. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, you're doing it. I imagine that you're not making that number up. But I'm thinking, like, I felt like they killed fewer people. I, I thought they had two. But, yeah, they killed almost as much as John. It's kind of weird that John killed more. It is, isn't it? I thought that was strange. Or, I, oh, they, just, oh, they killed uh, uh, Agents Johnson and Johnson. Not no relation. Yes, that's yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, oh, we're gonna need more FBI guys. I've started doing kill counts ever since uh, Taken. Mm. You know how many he he kills? It's either twenty three or twenty seven and a half people. 
Liam Neeson does. D- does he cut off the assisted bottom half? suicide because um, there's a man that jumps off of a bridge uh-huh. to get away from Liam Neeson. So it's an assist. It's a half point. That's fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, my only so uh, if you want to do that, uh, do RoboCop and get back to me. <laughs> uh, that could be next month's episode because I, I have not seen RoboCop. RoboCop's fun. I rewatched that uh, maybe a month and a half ago. Uh, it's it, again, it's. It's a little more, uh, I think, I remember the I, uh, first time I watched RoboCop was for a film class in college uh, because it, it has, it, it does, it messes with like, excuse me, notions of on, of uh, like ontology. Like he's mostly a machine mm-hmm. who identifies as a human, which is kind of weird. A human cop. Yeah. Um, you know, like in, when someone asks, you know, what's your name? You know, in a robotic voice goes, Murphy. You know, oh, he has a name. Yeah, his, his name's like Frank Murphy or something like that. He has a full name. Yeah, he's a, oh wow. So he like do you not? He I've was a never cop. seen it. He was a well. This That's is for the next month's episode. Yeah, so this isn't spoiling things. Like this is the this is the premise of the film. Like you okay. can read this. Like he was a cop. Something bad happens. They take what's left and turn him into RoboCop. RoboCop. Okay. Um, it's about. But he was once a person. He was once a person oh, okay. named. I, th- I think it's Frank Murphy. Fred Murphy. Not Fred Murphy. <laughs> Freddie Mercury. Fred Flintstone. I think it was Freddie Mercury. Um, but that's a fun one. You, yeah, I'll, dude, come on. We'll we'll talk about RoboCop until uh, awesome. the sun comes up. Um, <laughs> so uh, quotes aside, uh, its reputation aside. So like this. You enjoyed the film experience. Mm-hmm. Do you have any, like, I don't know, because it, it doesn't exist in a vacuum. Is it any criticism? Anything, aside from the editing, of the course. The editing, the sound editing, I also <laughs> felt was weird. Really? During the, during the fight scene. It's a lot of, like, cartoon punches, That's which for the, the time yeah. was fine. Like, watch uh, um, any of those Schwarzenegger films, Ram- right. or, or Rambo, any of the Rambo right. films. Like, it's mm-hmm. all, you know. It's like, it's... I like prototypical uh, Power Rangers almost where right where a punch sounds like I don't even know what that which, sound is supposed to be. Yeah, which Power Rangers didn't even come out for another what seven years after that? Six not, five not that years much. After that? Not yeah. much. I, I actually probably came out much earlier than that in mm-hmm. Japan. Yeah. Um I I didn't necessarily have a criticism of it. He gets shirtless real quick. He does. Well, the make fists with your toes. Make fists with your toes. He uh he is in that white uh tank top almost immediately. He goes to a Christmas party that he has never met any of these people before. Yeah. Goes to his uh estranged wife's office and takes off his shirt. And is that way, is caught that way when the terrorists show up and has to remain that way the whole movie. Yep. Convenient. It's, I, th- I I love the, and this is attached to the, 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 the no shoes thing is such a fun obstacle in that film. Yeah. I always remember that as being something that just really, uh, and I think this is also what made the film exceptional for, for a, even a young me was that, because I, I had seen so many Schwarzenegger films or other action film, prototypical action films from the early 80s and late 70s, where there's a sort of invulnerability mm-hmm. to the action stars. Like, they get hurt, but it's still, like, you shake it off. Like, oh, yeah. the blood on his feet after, like, yes. shoot, shoot the glass. And he has to run <laughs> through the glass. 
and like just that moment where he's pulling it out. Because Hans like, knows he's barefoot at that point. Oh yeah, because he saw he, he already yeah, he had yeah, already was... done his Bill Clay bit mm-hmm. and had seen that he was barefoot and, and um, used that to his advantage. Right. Um, and just that that John McClane is more human than most action stars are, and he's also right. not not as buff. As, right. as any he's of more them. lean muscle than like it, rocky yeah it looks you like utility muscle yes like a guy who has a job that well i use muscle sometimes mm-hmm. and so i have these things but i'm not a bodybuilder right like, and it, it's no jean-claude like, van damme stallone schwarzenegger thing and it seemed like um reasonable that the muscles that he did have lent themselves to the tasks that he was able to carry out like the elevator shaft or like the hose i was like yeah totally he has enough body mass to do something like that or oh man there was one point where he loses his shirt entirely for the last third of the movie and he does a pull up or something i was like wow that's just candy for the women in the audience (laughs) or you know Whatever sexual orientation you have. For people who enjoy um, how, hey, I can be I straight enjoyed it. and see, like, that man looks good. Right. Exactly. And I think, I, it's, I think it's because there's some, they're like, especially in this film, there's, and they said this in the blurb, like, he's an everyman. There's mm-hmm. something more identifiable, more, you can project yeah. your own self onto John McClane easier than you can do with Schwarzenegger in Commando. Yes. And when he did that like, pull no, up, yeah. it was just incredible. Yeah. Like, it looked hard, but yeah. also, like, that he did it, you know? Uh, but also, like, an accomplishable task for that size man. Yes, yes. And he's, well, Bruce Willis is also a very, sh- not very short, but he's a shorter man. Is he really? Yeah. Fits in the frame better. Mm-hmm. Oh. I am also a shorter man. Which is, for I don't know why. Listening, yeah. Why are fit you casting better. Dan? He's short. He's that's, Tom. That's he's the Tom, plug we're you're making. probably a little bit taller than Tom Cruise. You might be like, or you're the same height. Same height. height. Same height. Him, Robert Downey Jr., uh, apparently also Bruce Willis. Uh, There's a lot of them. Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox, yep. <laughs> no, uh, and actually the uh, I think the Hemsworths aren't as tall as we think they are either. Oh, that would be wonderful if I was able to find I, that one out. I don't, I so I don't. Oh. If I could look I really Chris Hemsworth in the eye. You oh, can't. Never mind. You don't. Can't. He's still taller than that. He's taller than you are, but he's not like, he's not what we think Thor height should be. I think he's under six feet. Mm, but I interesting. bet you. Oh, I don't know. It well, just, I'm I'm more interested in what you think Thor's height should be. Like, can a short person not be Thor? No. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> wow. I, I, hey, because how very height supremacist of you. I'm not saying I can fucking play Thor. <laughs> I'm. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought you were saying. That that would uh, that would be an amusing take on Thor. That a man as twiggy as me, you're lean. I'm. I well. Th- I'm not Thor buff. Like no. It, it, okay. You still see that. You still see this. And like people would like look at the side. And like I don't know about that. I do have a question. Are most of these uh, subscribers for your podcast? <laughs> do they know you or not? Yeah. 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 Okay. I think every single. <laughs> Well, if any if anyone's found it that doesn't know me, I like I don't know who subscribes. I can tell you how many downloads total I've had. Mm-hmm. That's that is really the only and when those downloads occur. That's it. Okay, because I want to know how many people right there are out there going like to 
Google Ben Schlofeld and trying to figure out if you can play Thor. Oh, well, if they Google me, they can find my website, benschlofeld.squarespace.com. Look at how naturally we make the plugs for ourselves. That's right. They just, mm-hmm. they just hire come. me. Yeah. See? The, the <laughs> that hand. was natural. Um, no, Dan, I think you could play Thor because, because uh, um, I mean, you got the, the Nordic beard going. <laughs> sure. Thank you. I work very hard for this. And... Uh, and also, it doesn't actually. It's more important that you're not too tall in film. They right. can work. They can work. They can always work with short people. They can't work with people who are too tall. It, which is terrible for theater. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have definitely got not gotten roles because I didn't measure up to whomever the uh, actor or actress was that would be acting across from me. Like I know that my height has played a factor in some of those things, uh, but yeah, with film it doesn't matter because you know the title re- of my memoir is going to be "Can We Get an Apple Box for Mr. Wenzel, Please." <laughs> um, but you can just do that and it's fine. Yeah. Because they don't know that, but um, I. But also, I'm not insecure about my height. Like, no, you, no one should be insecure about anything that comes to themselves naturally. Mm-hmm. What do you, what are you gonna do? Not much. Yeah, uh, there's only so much surgery can do to make you taller. Wait, they have surgeries for that? Shh. Oh my gosh, how much do they cost? They just install new shins. <laughs> Ow! But like, also, hey, height. No, yeah. but also, I'm very secure in my. And this is a conversation for me and myself. Thank you. You can do it on my <laughs> might help. This is this, this is also a form of therapy. I'd like to think that because <laughs> you're, you're you're pretending like an audience is in front of you, but it's really just you and me talking. Well, it is just us talking. We can just hear ourselves through the headphones. I know, but it's like, but you, it's meant to be. It, it's for exposition purposes. Sure. So you you like to pretend there's an audience who's mm-hmm. listening to this. But it's um, just us talking, and I'd probably bring this up with you in our normal. You this be- is my first time doing a podcast, so I'm also late to this party. Yeah, well, so is I, because I, I, I wanted to do a late to the party on podcasting, but I thought that'd be a little too up my own ass. If <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, real, like, like a stand-up comedian who goes up and talks about it exclusively about how stand-up is weird or something. It's like, super meta. Being a stand-up comedian, like, I, so I've seen a lot of stand-up, and let me tell you how I feel <laughs> about it. You know, like... People would hate that. It's meta. Yeah. There's an audience for that. There There's is, an audience there for meta. There is, but I think it's it's like making movies about making movies. I think the the be, the best movies are the films that just, you know, tell you a story that you mm-hmm. that is cuz it's easy to talk from the from the point of view of like, "Oh yeah, I've made a movie. I can easily write a story about how hard it is to make a movie." Sure. How about you write something allegorical to the difficulties of making a film but it's set in i don't know uh medieval paris or something like that and right. it, there's a there's put some layers on yeah it. exactly don't make it about that use that as inspiration and that's why like i just this is this like jerk off in hollywood for like let's praise hollywood films for showing people who aren't living in hollywood how great and dramatic it is to be a person in hollywood right Those, which is die hard which is just like, look at how great it is and how famous you can be and how many badass adventures you can go on mm-hmm. by living in L.A. Yeah, during the Christmas cause, time. Because he comes from New York mm-hmm. and everything is, hello, L.A. Mm-hmm. Like, it's L.A. is just the place you want to be. Adventure happens in right. L.A. New York, nothing happens. Right. He is essentially Al back in new york yep. but here he is john mcclain and he is somebody he is somebody mm-hmm. and he's gonna be somebody for the next six sequels well think about that he kills he kills 11 terrorists do you think he killed any terrorists in new york 
Probably not. Well, do they this do bef- any backstory through uh, the sequels? Because no, I, no, it, it I could cover how not badass the, he was not back in the there. first three. Uh, I, I've only seen the fourth one one time. Okay. Uh, I remember Justin Long was in it and <gasps> Timothy Oliphant was the what? villain. <laughs> uh, and I think he was bald because he had recently done or was about to do the Hitman movie oh. based on the video games. Yeah. I never saw that either. Fan, I'm a fan of the video game, at least the early video games. Oh, man. The video games are very difficult. They are. With how much, like... There's just a lot of choice that goes into it. Mm, I think that's, I think, and there's definitely a right way to accomplish a hit. Well, for mission. usually for the most skill point, like for like the the highest achievement rating mm-hmm. or like whatever, or the best weapon, like because in in Hitman Two, if you grabbed like unique weapons, you could keep them and then use them in different missions. And it was pretty sweet. right. And for a completionist like me, which is why I've never watched Die Hard before, because I will now want to watch, watch the rest of them, but I gotta pace it for the next six years um <laughs> two weeks later dan's <laughs> i had to watch it i had to watch them all then i watched james bond because we were talking about it and then all the furious films and then and then i just you know what <laughs> anyway, so uh we don't need to talk about hitman anymore um so you have very few criticisms is mm-hmm. what we're trying to get at mm-hmm. here okay great 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 just um, the editing the sound but yeah i had fun watching this movie like i definitely had moments of being on the edge of my seat i definitely had moments of like oh that's very cute definitely had moments of what's gonna happen next (laughs) Mm -hmm. um even though i knew he was gonna live the entire time because how would they have made the sequel without him um i wish i had been able to suspend my disbelief that much that's my only regret about this that i had gotten on this Mm -hmm party earlier so that i didn't know that he lives oh well i mean it's it's also you know conservative hollywood cinema odds are the the hero will live and the villain will die because we need to perpetuate you know especially in the late 80s 90s phase where like the mighty ducks can conquer iceland or whatever they set their mind to stronger and have more facial hair (laughs) (laughs) but 90s had happy endings yeah, and well, then M. Night Shyamalan came along and just fucked that up. up. Thanks, Bill Clinton. <laughs> We're all ready to hate again. Yep. Um, because the economy was so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not praising Bill Clinton. He didn't do some... He, he did some bad stuff, too. Um, so now, now that you've arrived, you would recommend this party to people? Totally. totally. I don't think I'd go roommate lengths of like disowning people that hadn't seen this movie uh but it is definitely a recommend definitely a want to see more i'll probably regret that decision after i see the second or third uh die hard you'll i mean this i remember as a kid the second one being like too much of a good thing yes like they they thought they knew what people wanted and so they gave them that, and mm-hmm. it ends up being a, a less uh, fun version of the first one, mm-hmm. this humble speaker's opinion. And the third one, they just decide to do what they want. Like, they, they're they like, well, let's just have fun with this. And that's why the third one is a ton of fun. Right. I, I okay. Jeremy Irons is the villain in that one. And, awesome. and this would have been, like, he probably would have been going into production for this right after the immense reception of uh lion king yes so 
riding a big old high. <laughs> yeah, I I am glad to be at this party. I think I at this point I still want to decide whether or not I want to remain at this party until 3 a.m. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but excited to be here right now. I think about it, if, if 3 a.m. is the third film, then I think that might be when you want to check out. <laughs> <laughs> 3 a.m.? You're Oh, 3 a.m. is if the third film. I'm, if, How late do you normally <laughs> stay at parties, Ben? Because there are more movies and more time after that. Yeah, but I mean, you well, you watch them. Maybe we'll watch the fifth one together, okay. and we'll decide how this thing f- ends up, assuming they don't make a sixth one by the time we get to that. Uh, I'm banking on that. I don't think they will either. I well, think- if we're waiting six years, or we're, we're doing the next five. I keep looking at my wrist as if there's a watch there. Oh, there's I do some- that all the time. I know. Yeah. And then I make a joke like, oh my God, my watch has been stolen. <laughs> yeah. It's those Wenzels. You got to keep an eye on them. Wait, you stole my watch? Yes. <laughs> the it's a Rolex. <laughs> okay. Um, so, any 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 other thoughts, Dan, about the about the anything like because it can be sort of less related to my questions. And is there anything specifically you needed? To, like, I got it. If I don't get this thing about how Ooh, like the, um, the, they like you all they all smoke s- European cigarettes. I was surprised about how many people in that movie I could not trust. And what, what, what aside from John McClane, I could not trust the cops. Uh, well, except for Al, but yeah, like yeah. Al's supervisor was a dick bag. Yeah, um, uh, deputy, I was gonna say Deputy Gerardo, Deputy Gerardo, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Johnson and Johnson, the FBI agents could not no trust relation. Them. Um, the news reporters who oh, go whoa. to his home oh, and yeah. interview his child while also threatening to deport their um, uh, their maid. Mm-hmm. What would I do without you, Paulina? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, like, can't trust the reporters. Well, can't we, trust we Ellis. know that. To, uh, of, course, of course, named what's, what's like the the Stockholm syndrome book they're talking about, named after doesn't he like get the country wrong? Like, like oh, named after of course of Stockholm, Sweden, yes, uh, Finland, Finland, um, <laughs> or something like I can't remember the yeah. Biggest. It was it's definitely they're interviewing uh, the, the writer writer of, of a book, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, could not trust. I still think Stockholm Ellis. is the capital of Sweden. Is it like? Now I'm confused. I've had I've had just enough beer. Dan, oh, what man. is the cop what is the capital of Sweden? <laughs> I should know this. No, look at, look at, I'm Swedish. You have a computer. I yeah, have but an I'm using iPhone. To, I'm using it to record. <laughs> it can't do multiple things, it Benjamin. Can. It's a very good computer. Uh Sweden capital. These are important facts, people. And and I Stockholm. will. It, so Stockholm is the capital. Then, then does he say it incorrectly? It, it's it's a different. They're not talking about Stockholm syndrome. They are talking about Stockholm syndrome, but Stockholm syndrome is not named after the city of Stockholm. Man, which is the capital. I saw this movie once. I've seen it a bunch of times, and I <laughs> still. Oh, it's making me feel. People, it's that second beer, man. I'm I'm a vulnerable human who makes mistakes. Mm-hmm. And I don't know the capital of Finland. Oh man, this turned into a very different podcast. It did. It did. I said midget. I shouldn't have, 
And now mm-hmm. I can't remember the joke because the joke is that he gets the cat like he gets it wrong. And now I don't remember it correctly because he's wrong and I remember him being He's right. definitely wrong. He's a f- the guy is wrong. The reporter is wrong. The one that tries to interrupt is correct. The, the guy who wrote the book is correct. correct. Yes. Anywho. Maybe he does say something. Anyway, this is not what uh, this yeah. needs to be about. But you can't trust anyone you can't, except th- for John fucking What McClane. about Holly Gennaro? Oh, Do you sure. not trust Holly Gennaro? I, I trust her. I wish she had played a more pivotal role. And that could just be me. Um, uh, uh, um, th- th- this is something that I'm personally passionate about is uh, diversity and feminism within film. Sure. I wanted Holly to play a more pivotal role than... And, you know, she's great. And there's much more diversity in this film than most probably at the time i mean i i i can't speak specifically for that for that like this 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 era um i mean al is a black man who play who has a substantial role in the film mm-hmm. um i mean it's certainly and even like when the fbi guys is black, like actually maybe it is a little bit better than than most at being um a little more diverse yeah uh, well and uh takagi is is a japanese, japanese man who is quite wealthy mm-hmm um, and the head of a major organization, which Holly, a woman, uh, takes up that mantle after Takagi's death. Yep. But I feel like she still played much more of a role of the hostage than a pivotal, like, badass that she could have. Sure, sure. She like she makes a stand, but she still is more about placating the terrorists and and helping her. I mean, she does. She does take a stand in in representing and being a leader of the yes. the, the the company, like the, the employees. Mm-hmm. Like like we need this lady's pregnant. Get her a bed. Mm-hmm. You know these people need some food and to go to the bathroom. Like she becomes representative, right? Um, which I th- you know it's it's still. But if she would have killed a terrorist, would have loved her role. She could have. She could have. Like, I, th- that could have been something just so easily. Like I would have loved just like a quick like shove out a window <laughs> or or something you know drop drops an anvil on somebody's head um yeah those are those are things that can easily be written in and don't need much explanation right but it's not something we were thinking about in 1988 which well, is something if we not you and me because we weren't born right so. oh man yeah you're right um but if die hard is ever made again <gasps> ben we should Damn. remake die hard <laughs> hi dard i can guarantee Every actor in L.A. will turn down this role, probably because it's already been done. And so we'll get $5 million from Fox for Right. Yes. yes. Will it be you and I switching between each cut? Yes. Playing John McClane. Oh, man. We could win an Oscar for editing that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, people, and people don't even notice. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Our beards are about the same. Yeah. Our height is not. But that's what Apple boxes are for. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. We sound the exact same. We tied a real nice bow on this podcast, uh, especially with this being a holiday episode. Yes. Merry holidays, everyone. Merry holidays. (laughs) Whatever you celebrate. They say Christmas a lot in this movie. They do. They do. It's a holiday movie. There is snow. There are trees. There is uh, palm trees. Palm trees and yeah, just when they open that vault, it's the most beautiful expression on all of their faces. Oh no! Like and uh, 
They're playing uh, the Hallelujah Chorus. Chorus? Yes. The Hallelujah Chorus. Dun, 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 Which is the only song in that movie that is not a Christmas carol. <gasps> That's the truth. I wrote this a, down last night. Really, this a, is on my aside, one sheet. Of course, aside from the score. Like... Because it does have, oh sure 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 I, like the, the score I do really enjoy the score of this film it's it's just a well all the films are pretty well scored it's a I, I always want to say it's like Alan Silvestri but I don't think it's Alan Silvestri that did the score for this film he did like Who Framed Roger Rabbit and Predator if you've seen Predator I have not man, man. I have not seen Alien Predator oh. or the times when they came together oh. again too much content there are so many of both of those movies and then they did a crossover episode which means i have to watch both of them oh stop being completionist and just watch the (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly what it is skip avp just watch i cannot skip benjamin just watch alien the ridley scott film with scorny weaver Mm -hmm. and watch predator Mm -hmm. the film with schwartz um i don't even know who directed that guy dang film but it's it's a barrel of fun and they're and they all oh wait no Alien came out in seventy nine I think wow but it's that was when Ridley Scott was really hitting his stride because he did he did that film and then he followed it up with Blade Runner and Blade Runner is also fantastic you should see I'll Blade, let you have that opinion you should you don't like Blade Runner wait, it wasn't which, my favorite which, I watched what? it for the first time before the Harrison Ford and um, uh, Ryan Gosling one came out sure did you watch the director's cut. I think there are a million cuts of that movie, and I'm not sure which one I want. What? Like, I know this is this is the the consensus. The director's cut is the one to watch. Okay. Um, because I actually that's the only one I've seen. I have not seen the actual theatrical release because I hear it's so bad, not so bad, but like does not do justice to the to, film because yeah. like, did you watch one that did it have did it have like uh, a voiceover narration where Harrison Ford was like. And then this happened. I believe so, yes. Then you saw the theatrical cut. Oh. I would watch the director's cut. There is no voiceover narration. The film is, oh, it's so slow, so rich, and okay. and with so layered, and it's longer. Nothing makes it better. Um, but there's more to flesh out. Oh, and, and it, because it, I, I, again, I have not seen the theatrical cut, but I hear that the theatrical cut removes all of the questions all of the lingering like okay oh my god who is what what is again these issues of ontology like what is what does it mean to be human and what is humanity when like you know this Rudger Hauer character he is ostensibly a human but not mm-hmm. what what is it to be human and the the the, the director the director director's cut uh, allows those questions to breathe more to, okay. to and gives the audience more credit for like this is a more difficult film and opposed to the theatrical cut which i hear was tapered and was made a more palatable for audiences that weren't ready to watch uh, a, a really good science fiction film sure sure that um, makes sense i'm not saying you gotta do it now and it's I imagine it is something that I will do over again because I did watch uh, the new Blade Runner in theaters and was like, okay, very interesting. But if I had seen this first, maybe I would have understood. It's it's there's mm. it's not nearly as good. Like I enjoyed uh, stylistically, cinematically, a lot of things about the new Blade Runner, but 
Uh, as far as content, it felt, I don't, I it 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 lacked the evocation that I felt when I watched the first okay. film. Like there's some, there are moments where I I am feeling things that are harder to put my finger on. Okay. Um, and in the new film, it felt like they were trying too hard to make me feel those things. Nostalgia films, man. I know. What and are you gonna what, do with? And them? also, like, what was funny is that the, it didn't do well in the box office. They expected it to do well. Uh, because I guess no women saw the new Blade Runner. Like it was, it was just like forty to fifty year old men who had who were probably in the prime of life mm-hmm. when the first one came out, who were like, "Oh yeah, I'm seeing this," and but nobody else saw it. Wow. Yeah, I saw it in theaters, and I was like, mm, "Interesting." I don't know how I. I still don't know how I feel about the series. So it might just be something that I need to consume again. I I I would honestly. Just watch the director's cut and, and you're good. Okay. <laughs> is what I say. But like, also, you're a completionist, Dan. I'm not. I'm going to watch every single cut that that motherfucker ever made. Dan, also, I mean, are if you're true to form completionist, don't you have to watch every movie before you die? Are you going to do that, Dan? That's the goal. <laughs> we, then we are wasting time right. not watching a movie right now. Absolutely. Not playing a video game, not reading a book, not listening to... I told you, dude, my winter is slated. And I only got through video games. I'm going to rewatch all of the Hobbit movies. And I'm going to... Are you sure about that? Yes. Oh, I'm sure. Do you, do you want Go to do Go back for the special features. I went to New Zealand last year. la January through February. So I feel like I need to now, once I've been to New Zealand, go through The Hobbits again. So you can see like, oh, I was there. Yeah. And go through all the special features again, because that's what I really loved about The Lord of the Rings was original special trilogy. Special feature? Hell yeah. No, no. I, re- I watched those two. I, I watched all the... I remember when I was a kid and we would watch a lot of James Bond making ofs. That's that's what you learn a lot about Albert Broccoli when you watch I I and this is probably a generalization, but this probably led us towards where we're at right now in terms of like wanting to make theater, wanting to make mm. film. Like watching those special features is what I loved so much because I wanted to be part of making those movies and I wanted to be inside of that um lack of a better word fraternity of of making movies so you hear, you heard that first here guys it's not about vanity for dan it's it's about special feet he wants to be featured i in want special to features. be in the special features which i was very disappointed uh the diehard dvd that i got from netflix dvd.com did not have any special features dvd oh fuck yes he's a purist <laughs> that i'm a completionist you're so many ists yes that's uh, that's that's how much i want to go back and watch like good films since i still have dvd now it's like that's how i got die hard i didn't know anybody still did that i don't know if anyone else does <laughs> i'm probably keeping them in business that's right netflix would go on <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dan. Thank you so much. Well, thanks uh, for having me. You, you got uh, so Kappa Force. Kappa Force. Check I Kappa do not Force. know dis- uh, distribution yet, um, but it's something that it's the last thing I did. Uh, hire me. Hire is Dan. The big plug here. Do you have a website, Dan? I don't have a website. Get no, a website. I should get a website. get a website. I need to get a reel together. Actually, uh, I get get reels together. Um, I. I ha- See, I have reels. I've got a website. I don't. Have I a... don't even get work. <laughs> I need. I need. I need an agent that's not just voiceover. 
Uh, yes. Working on that too. I have an agent. Uh, I haven't auditioned with them in a while. Mm. Um, probably because I don't have a website or a reel. If anyone does cheap reels out there, <laughs> we're looking for one. Um, I, I have my shots. With, with, I have resumes. Um, yeah. Hi, you, can, you can do reels on your own. If you have enough footage, yes. get that footage on your own. You can, you can, you, if you got a computer, you can make your own reels. Um, it just takes some time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Kappa Force, not sure about distribution yet. Hire me. Don't have a website, but I do have a Facebook. Dan Wenzel. Can you follow, can they like you and follow you on Facebook? Uh, it's one of those like friend me and then oh, okay. so it's slide not, it's into it's my DMs Facebook. and give me like the scoop on a real cool indie movie that's uh, going on right now. It's not a Facebook page. No. Okay. Um, Facebook but Facebook I do have an Instagram and a Twitter, both of them, uh, Dan Wenzel Jr. J-R. How do you spell Wenzel? W-E-N-Z-E-L. Yeah. Not L-E. See. Which is the implied inferred. Yes. Um... Great. All right. Uh, so check those things out. Check Dan out. Hire him. Apparently, he will do snuff porn. Yes. Uh, death row snuff porn. Oh, well, I mean, I guess. Well, you're not death I have row to commit yet. a crime first. <laughs> Once he hey, commits ben, his felony. come here. <laughs> All right, Dan. <laughs> ah! And we're going to stop there. I'm dead. <laughs> was a little Spanish bee, a record star, Dee-do-dee-bee. He heard of singers like Beatles, the chipmunks he's seen on TV. Why not a little Spanish bee?